episode 75. I'm not bitter. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and this week, my co-host is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Thanks, Emily, for joining us, and thank you for joining us. This is episode 75 of The Games We Play. This week, we'll be talking about a few games that we both played and enjoyed this week, and, and hopefully maybe a game that or two that you might be interested in. If you're a first-time listener, we do appreciate you tuning in. This is a little different format than we're used to. Typically, we kind of do short segments, different topics, things like that. But with the pandemic going on and everything, uh, things changed a little bit. Hoping to get back to that soon, but we do appreciate you listening, and hopefully you enjoy this. All right, so Emily, before we jump in and talk about some of the games we played, I just wanted to say I hit 249 for my plays for the year. So close. So we're one game away from my goal for the year of 250 games played. I guess that's 250 times playing a game, not necessarily 250 different games. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm up to like 109 or something like that for unique games. So getting up there. um, So, yeah, I, I, I honestly, when we set these goals back in January, I thought 250 was going to be a stretch for me. Yeah. But holy cow. I don't know. It's been kind of crazy. It's been fun. It um, has been fun. It's been a challenge. Now, you know, with two months left to go, I don't know what next year's goals are going to look like. Right. But uh, do you think you've played more games this year because you have been home? Or do you think you've played less games this year because you're not at playing games at lunch? Um, I think... If, I, oh, that's right. I mean, because we did quarantine. We started, you know, the whole COVID thing back in, in March. In March. I would have to go look at the statistics. But what tells me is... I've played less games since we've started COVID stuff. Right. Just because playing games at lunch pretty consistently two times a week, plus we would play a game or mm-hmm. two at night. That's way more games than we're averaging right now, even though I'm home all the time. I don't know. It's yeah. It's been kind of weird. And we played a lot more on the weekends. We we do now, we especially da- with how hand. schedules are changing, have changed right. a little bit. Yeah, it's just weird. It's weird times. Um. It'll be interesting to see when things start to kind of go back to normal schedules, go back in the office stack kind of thing, um, how that'll be. But either way, I'm not complaining. 250 or 249 games has been a lot of fun, a lot of lot of games played, a lot of new games. It'll be fun towards the end of the year to actually go back and take a look at the games we have played right. and talk about our favorites because I'm really looking forward to that. Probably around the holiday times, uh, maybe before the holidays, we'll do that. Maybe a holiday special coming up next month i think we did that back in november last year Mm -hmm. um it'd be fun to go back and actually look at the games we played for the year and talk about our favorites and and maybe some games that you you know hey if you like this you you might like this so it's been a great year a lot of fun great year (laughs) uh and we're not even over it's uh i do like the goal of the unique games because it's definitely forcing us to play games we wouldn't necessarily play it's a double-edged sword. There's quite a yeah. few games I want to go back and play some more. I'd love to go just play through Jaws of the Lion for Gloomhaven. Yeah, me too. And finish that out. But it's just hard because I feel like we need to keep playing other games just to keep um, going with the goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. 
it's tough. We do have some expansions out there, though, that we could play that mm-hmm. I think they count differently. And maybe once we meet our goals, then we do play our favorite games. Like, finish the year strong with our favorite games. Yeah, that'd be great. Kind of go back and revisit some of the ones. Finish out Jaws the Lions. Maybe mm-hmm. um, finish out finish out Pandemic Season 1. That kind of stuff for yeah. the year. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, it's been a great year. Just looking back, it'll be fun to go back and talk about it. But uh, yeah, finally fin- hitting it. Pretty exciting. Been yeah. talking about it for a while. All right. Well, so my goal. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, didn't we talk about it? You, you already hit it last time, though, right? I did, but did you not want to know what I'm at now? Yeah. What, After yeah, I sure. reach what my you goal, got? you don't want to know. No. What What are you at? <laughs> I'm at 208 plays, and 95 of them are unique. That's pretty good. You're not very far off. How many I've played? That's kind kind of crazy. Yeah. I guess most of the year we've been playing most of the games together, <laughs> yes. though, so I haven't been really going much of anywhere. I think I've only played games outside of our house with other people, what, twice? Maybe. Outside of, like, tabletop well, simulator? since quarantine. Like, since Since COVID. March. Yeah. Yeah, since March. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? All right. Well, let's just jump into it and talk about our first game. So the first game that I want to talk about, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Chris and I did that. I wanted to get it on the table, and we did get it on the table, and that game is Thebes. Um, This was a game that kind of flew under the radar, and I hadn't heard of it until last year. Chris and I had Stephen Bonacore, formerly the president of Stronghold Games. I believe he stepped down and retired a couple months ago here, but anyway, he joined us on the podcast last last year. It was a fun little episode. It was great to have him on, but he brought this up as a game that kind of reminded me of of Quacks of Quinlanburg because of the bag drawing, and so they kind of got onto our radar, and I know Chris and I both picked this up sometime later. There was some kind of sale. I think we both picked it up at the same time. Um, Anyway, we finally got this out, and it was actually surprisingly fun i yeah really i really this. liked it so thebes is a two to four player game that plays about an hour i would say it's it's a very light medium ish type of game complexity and strategy um but it, it's definitely not a light game so there's something here for everybody and i think a, a decent game into the hobby where it's not going to be like hey this is super easy but it's a very thematic game where you actually play an archaeologist and you're going around I think it's Europe and Asia area, and you're trying to where you're trying to find information and acquire knowledge for the five different ancient civilizations that you're trying to get uh, artifacts for. And if you get enough knowledge, then you can actually use that knowledge to then what have a dig. I don't know. Yeah, like, a dig. Is that what they call it? Dig. Yes. I, yeah, that's what action. Yeah, the, the dig and try to find artifacts in that ancient ancient civilization essentially what that knowledge is is there's these cards with books and everything and they allow you to actually have more chances at the artifacts and how that plays out is essentially there's a bag for each civilization and in the bag there's all these little tokens and i think half of them or so aren't they blank like half of them yeah And then the rest all have different values, like victory point values. And each civilization has a different hierarchy. So I think one might have a like an eight, seven, six, five, couple fours. One might have a bunch of fives, a bunch of fours, and so on and so forth. And so they're all kind of different and asymmetric. And so you're just moving around the board with your archaeologist trying to seek out and, and acquire these cards, which give you knowledge and other benefits, and then visit the dig sites to then try your, you know, try at digging at that site and trying to get well essentially tokens with victory points artifacts out of the bag and that's basically the game fairly 
simple. I think with the actions, there's not a whole lot of actions, and it's all pretty simple, I think, to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's kind of unique with this is the time mechanic. So as you go and how you determine who's the action, mm-hmm. yes. it's who, it's who's farthest behind in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your current currency, quote-unquote, is time, which is interesting. And everything costs time. So to yeah. travel around the map, it costs time to move. To acquire knowledge in different cards costs different types of time, and so do the digs. So that's really kind of unique is when you go to the dig, you have this actual little cool dial thing that each character has. And <laughs> I like dials. <laughs> I like dials. Like dials. And um, you determine, based on how much knowledge you have, you look at this and you, you turn the dial and you find how much knowledge you have. And then you get to decide how many days or how much time you want to spend at the dig. And depending on how much time you spend is, well... It tells you how many you can pull out of the bag. And so the more knowledge you have, the more lucrative it is and more efficient you are. And that's kind of cool is you spend time as a currency. And it's kind of cool. And you can be very strategic about it too because you know how much time you have until the next player. So you can intentionally take an action that gets you right up to or right before. So then you can take another action. Mm-hmm. And so you can be very strategic with that time and how you place yourself so when you get your your actions or or should I say your turn. And it's really cool. Um it works out pretty well. It might sound a little confusing maybe, but it's actually really simple in practice. Um and it makes sense. Like the actions make sense of what you would do if you were an archaeologist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As if you're living in a real life <laughs> Curse the Oak Island episode. I mean, if you want to play Indiana Jones. Be, Could it be? That's what we didn't do. We didn't put the Indiana Jones music while uh, playing the That's game. what we should have done. What Missed opportunity. Um, okay, but if it is a choice between this game and Quacks of Quinlanburg, this one all day long. And this is a little different. I mean, not you're not building your own bag, but there's community right. bags and you know the odds. It's the press your luck of pulling from a bag. Yeah, and... It could be really sweet, like Emily like pulls uh, yeah. out the best ones, and then she pulls out eight and gets nothing, and then I come yes. in and pull four and get all the stuff. I, I was back. so not happy. Oh my <laughs> word! It was oh, maddening. Man. <laughs> uh, I but I believe you did win by a lot. You, I did. Yes, you like trounced me, but it was still it was a very enjoyable game. It does happen sometimes. Very approachable. Um, liked a medium game, good family game. I would say this is a really good family game to yeah. pull out. Anyway, um, highly suggest it. It's called Thebes. That's T-H-E-B-E-S. Definitely check it out. Check out the pictures and everything. This is an older game, so I think it's still in print, but you could, should be able to find it. Will fairly, it be cheaper then? Somewhat cheaper. Pr- older? I, th- I think so. Um, it's about $30 on Amazon. I'm sure you could get it cheaper, maybe secondhand or something, but it's still, definitely still print. Store? Uh, I think that's where you got it, isn't it? Yeah, I no, I think Fair I got enough. it from Amazon. I went on sale um, for like fifteen okay. or something dollars. But anyway, highly suggest that's Thebes. So, um, Emily, second game we want to talk about. What's the next game you want to talk about that we played? Yeah, we um got another game out of Shrink Wrap, which was Takedo. In the game Takedo, you are traveling the East Sea Road from one point to the other point, and so as you travel along, you get different chances to meet people meet people 
try food, collect items, collect items, souvenirs, go to the temple, temple, all different kinds of things on this track, which the board is the track. And so in this game, whoever is in last place gets to take their turn and so on and so forth. So a lot like Thebes. Yeah, a lot like Uh, Thebes. Exactly like Thebes, Mm -hmm. basically. Whoever's in last gets to go. And so that... That placement is very strategic too when you're playing this game. Yeah, so it's a it and it's definitely a a very artistic looking board with white space and then the colors pop and I really liked it. That's a cool aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. it very. Yeah. Um, I would. This is a two to five player game, by the way. A uh, lot. I think this is lighter than Thebes. Yeah, a lot easier. It's, it's a. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple game, but it was fun. Um, so you got you got some set collection based off of trying to get some mm-hmm. of the the items. You have cards. You're basically just trying to collect victory points all over the place. Like, and you do have a character that you choose at the beginning that gives you a special ability and kind of steers you in what direction you want. You're gonna get the most points through. You can get bonuses for certain actions yeah. along the way. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's a really simple game. Really, mm-hmm. I mean. You're just moving along the points of movement, take the action, resolve it, and then it's the next person's turn, whoever's in last place. I mean, I would definitely like to try it. this with more than two players because the there is a two-player variant that adds it, like kind of a dummy player or whatever you want to call it. And so then there there is some, a certain person gets to move it and you can kind of... <laughs> block people that way well i mean you're, that's what you're supposed that to. that is what you're supposed to do and i just would rather have a real person playing their own game so they can block you well but she's just mad because <laughs> no she actually still won this game by two points as well so i don't know why she's complaining no. <laughs> yeah and you know what i should have won the game i made a really dumb move at the very it was like the second to last turn i basically had the game in hand i made the wrong choice i wasn't even thinking about it and Give it to her, but yeah, it's very simple though. It I is mean, very simple. If you're in the mood for a simple game, this is a good one to choose. Yeah, I mean, what? There's three decks of cards. One's the set collection with the artifacts. One's just basically an action card. One's a. One's the food. One just gives you victory points. Yeah. And then you have those portraits that you can collect mm-hmm. that give you right. exponentially more points, and that's it. Like, yeah. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I just don't, and I also don't think it has a lot of replayability. No, I don't think so either, because the setup is the same. The only yeah. difference is the players you're playing with. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Probably not a lot of playability, replayability, but this is definitely one I would introduce to newer players, though. Right, yes. And pull out maybe family or friends, and I think you're right. I think it would be more fun for more players, and I think if you play this a couple times with the same group of people, it could get a little cutthroat with the... Yeah. <laughs> with, Take that. Well, and, and the only take that really is just blocking each yeah, other when you're moving. Yeah, because only one person can be on a certain spot at one time. Unless it's the higher player counts than you can, but still. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game. A lot of people really like this game. It's kind of highly rated. I liked it. I think I like Thebes better. Yeah. If we're going to compare. I mean, you're comparing two kind of different games. But I guess I don't necessarily know how it got such a high rating. There's a lot of other games I'd rather play. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think Thieves, at least according to BGG, has a little higher rank, not much more. Mm. Uh, Thieves is 484 overall, then and Takedo is 528. So kind of around the same range, but I definitely would like Thieves better. But I the aesthetics of Takedo is way better than yeah, Thieves, though. So that I don't is know. true. <laughs> um, but no interesting game. It just looks. It's one of those games if you were to walk by, you're like, "Whoa, that looks really interesting." It does look really cool. Very minimalistic, but. Like everything's like a white background, and but everything's kind of bright colors, so mm-hmm. it like pops. I don't know. Yeah, with that Japanese kind of theme to it, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But uh, overall, okay game. I would say not like the best game in the world, but it definitely was not bad. I would say either. No, it's not bad. Holy cow! Is this out of print? Um, it looks like there's an app on the App Store. I don't know if there's a free version or something. But anyway, sorry. Uh, so yeah, that's Takedo. <laughs> uh, check it out. Just at least look at pictures. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, so not bad. I mean, yeah, not bad. So far, we've played pretty decent games. Um, until we get to Fort. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. People really like this game. Um, so yeah, let's just talk about the third game we played. So, um, the local game store just opened up recently. And they're having some special. Wasn't and, I thought it opened up just this weekend? They've been open for a few weeks, but oh, this okay. was like the okay. first like big one because yeah. I think they were just doing curbside at that point or something like that. Mm. Anyways, n- neither here or there. Uh, but they were having some sales, and they had f- a copy of Fort in F O R T, and you, this is kind of sold out everywhere because just released what I think in the last month, right? just came out might be it, i think it was around gen con actually yeah i think it just recently came out which would have been two months ago this game has actually been on my list of i've wanted it since the first time i saw it and so when we saw it i i'm the one that picked it out yeah so this is by leader games these are the same people that did the game root which we've talked about uh it, it has the same artist i think it's kyle farron if i believe is his name and he did the art for Root, for Vast, Dungeon Mayhem. I believe those are all leader games. It's a very unique style, I would say, the artwork is. And so it's you see this, you're like, oh, that's the same person that does Root because it looks exactly yeah. the same. Which is good. But it, it's not in the same universe at, at all. So um, how do I even explain this game, really? So, so this is a card deck building-ish game. For with, the most part. With some engine building. I would say there is some engine bit. building a little bit. It's primarily a card game, though. And with your cards, they have typically two actions on them. A top row and a bottom row. The The top row is a public action. So when you play the card out, other players can discard a card matching the suit of the card. Because there's different suits of the cards. And if they do, they get to take that public action as well as you, the person who played it. And a lot of the cards you can actually boost. So just like we talked about Eminent Domain a few weeks ago, a lot of them will be you get to do this action times how many of the suits that you boost it. So you can play other cards from your hand of that suit to kind of boost it. And so some of the things might be getting goods, right? I think the main two are toys and pizza, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's pizza and toys where you're collecting. I was going to say, this, the, where the game really shines is the theme, because you are a bunch of kids, and you're building a fort. You're trying to build the most epic fort, and your resources in the game are pizza and toys. 
Yeah. True, true story. You use pizza and toys to build and your then fort. And <laughs> there's different symbols on the cards, which is like the suit of the cards, which is like squirt guns and glue. Um, shovel. Shovel. All these book. different. Coins are um, wild. So you can use coins for anything. I I just really thought the theme was really fun. What other game have you ever played that the resources are pizza and toys? That'd be zero. Yeah, <laughs> zero. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, back. So back to the main mechanic <laughs> that you interrupted. So on the cards, you have the public action, then you have a private action that only you can take. And again, like I said, there's multipliers where you can boost the cards up, which is kind of cool. And then after you play that, you get to recruit cards. So there's like a marketplace, if you will, that you can recruit from. But interestingly enough, whatever you don't play from your hand gets put out in the yard on top of your board and cards in the yard for, of another players can be actually recruited, which is kind of interesting. So if Emily had three cards out there on my recruit action after playing, I could take and recruit one of the cards in front of her, or I could take it from kind of the marketplace of the deck. And then essentially that's your turn. It's, it's pretty straightforward and you just keep going until somebody upgrades their fort to level five or the, you get to a certain victory point threshold or the deck runs out of the cards. And that's essentially it. And that's the game. I'm the it, it's I don't know. I don't know how to display this because it's an interesting game. It it does have a really cool theme. The artwork's very interesting. It's different. It's unique. You walk by it, you're gonna be like, wow, what's this game? Um, the gameplay's kind of kind of unique. Um, I believe this is re-implements re-implements an older game that has the same one. So they kind of rethemed it and updated it a little bit. And that's about it. I mean, it's it's not super complex or deep, I would say. No, once you learn the rules, it's not too bad. And if you really do think about it with the theme, like the cards that you're using in your deck are actually friends, like they're friend cards. So essentially, like when you're putting it out in your yard, you're putting your the the friends out in your yard so like another kid can be like hey just come over here if you're sticking to the theme that is true every card so that's why it's called a yard every card has a ki- a picture of a kid and again they're all really unique and they have a name of the kid at the bottom too um and you get a unique player board that comes with two best friends at the beginning of the game and so those are your those cards you always keep so it's a little asymmetric from the beginning Mm-hmm. Um, the components are really good. I mean, the card art, everything looks great. And your boards are, are the, the dual layers. So they're recessed for all your, your backpack or your, they call it stuff. It's kind of funny. That's where you put all the goods when you get it. So it's called stuff. Um, they're kind of recessed. So you can put the, the resources, the pizza and toys, they're wooden hexagons. And so you get to put those in and it kind of is recessed in there, which is really nice. That's a nice touch. Uh, really good components in in that way. And it's a very small box, too. Mm-hmm. Very, very small footprint. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad game. I just, when we got done with the game, I was just like, mm, I wanted something a little bit more there. Um, it was hard to sometimes get that engine going. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth. It was hard to know what to focus on. Yeah. Or do you go all in on one suit, or do you try to spread it out? Yeah, you get all different suits. It's a little hard, too, because, you know, you're building up a deck, but you can't always or ever use all the cards in your hand right. on a given turn. So you're guaranteed to basically put cards out in the yard, which then means another player can take it. And so if there's a card that, 
I mean, there's cards that definitely I couldn't play because it wouldn't do me any good, but it would definitely work and works within my engine, but you could take it at any time and then it breaks that engine. That's my problem with it. And so it was really hard to get an engine or deck going when the person could just take one from your deck that kind of breaks it, if you will. That was my problem with it. But then maybe it keeps people from getting too good of an engine. No, I no, I get that. But then, but I, yeah. But when I'm playing a deck builder like that, I want to set up those combos. Yeah. I want to set up those sweet plays where you play this. Right, like, with the multipliers. And you feel, yeah, because you have those multipliers. You kind of right. want to play a hand where the other player feels, wow, that's a really good or, oh, man, that. That's OP. Like that's what you want in these deck builders. Is you want to, you want at least a turn or two in a game when you're playing engine building. That it just feels, wow, that was awesome. I didn't get that in this game. I, I got glimpses of where I could do it, but it never materialized. I don't know. It just felt a little shallow. It didn't really feel like an engine. And not to right. mention, there is so much symbology on it. There's no words on any of the cards. They give you a big helper card that's the size of the box, essentially, that has every single symbol and what it does. How many are on there? Like 20 or 30 different symbols? Right. It's a little overwhelming, and it seems a little over the top that maybe they could have came up with something better for the symbology or something to explain what the card does, because having 30 different symbols and you constantly have to look at the card to figure out what the heck it means, it kind of it disrupts the play. And on most games that have symbology, like think Roll for the Galaxy is probably one of the worst ones. But by the end that you're playing Roll for the Galaxy, you're not having to look at what the symbology means. Through the whole game, even up until we were done in an hour, I was still having to look at that dumb card to figure out what was going on. On Roll for the Galaxy, I don't remember all the symbology by the end of the game. Wow, you're like hard defending this game. Like you feel attacked (laughs) that I do not like this game that much. Man, you're like super <laughs> defending this. You must really like this. I'm not going to apologize for that. You okay. did so you really liked this we game. We can disagree to disagree. I think maybe we should play it again to see what you think after playing it again. Okay. Well, BGG does say it's best with 3, so maybe that's part of the issue. It's supposed to be a 20 to 40 play, minute play time. It took us about an hour. I think you're taking it too seriously. It's about being a kid. Yeah, but if I'm going to play a deck building, I don't See, that's the thing is I, I could care less half the time about theme. It's For me, it's the gameplay and the mechanics. And if I'm going to play a deck builder with some engine building, I want a deck builder <laughs> with engine building. If you if you want to have a unique card game that has that top, uh, bottom, you know, that public, yeah. private, go play Eminent Domain. Right. It's the exact same basic mechanic. And that game's way better than this game. I, I would play Eminent Domain in a heartbeat over, over Fort. But... I can understand the theme. It's cutesy. It's unique looking. I think it could attract a lot of people to play this game that otherwise wouldn't play a game like this, I would say. And I get that's what they were trying to go for. Maybe I'm not the target audience, but at the same time, if it's going to be this highly touted and like people raving about it, it's like at least have a decent game behind it instead of being a shallow deck builder-ish. It's not even really... Didn't really feel like a deck builder, but yep, that's my take on it. But uh, and there you have it, folks. There you have it. I like it. Brian doesn't. There we go. Go figure. <laughs> we just need, you know, what we need to just go through this next week and play all our deck builders, and then we'll finish on this. Oh, and then you'll see. I no. know. 
I'm not okay. I'm not saying it's the best deck building game. I'm saying I had a really fun experience because I really liked the theme of it, and I thought it was really fun. You just liked collecting the squirt gun cards. It's true. See, <laughs> collecting squirt gun cards. What other game are you gonna get to do that in? Fort apparently only. I just again really like the theme. I like to be immersed in the gameplay experience. Felt like a kid again. I did feel like a kid again. And seriously, who doesn't love pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's just finish up and talk about the last game. All right. Last game that we played was Queen Domino. So we've talked about King Domino here on the podcast before. I mean, probably multiple times. I'm sure it's come up. But Queen Domino was another game that was released. It's basically King Domino with new mechanics, new things with it. But essentially, it's King Domino with some extra stuff on top of it. And it came out about a year after King Domino came out. And King Domino is really popular. I mean, for a good reason. It's a really good game. Very approachable, very light. And so, just haven't played Queen Domino in a while. I kind of feel like I got burnt out on King Domino a little bit. We played it a lot. I... I have to say, I'm embarrassed as to how long it took us to try this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because it did feel like we got burnt out in King Domino. Yeah, it did. That was one of our go-to introduce new game, new people to the hobby. Yeah, games. I mean, you can only play some of those games so many times in such a short span of time before you kind of get tired of it. So we hadn't played it in a while. But so Queen Domino's been on a shelf for a couple years now. Yeah, and finally just pulled it out and really liked it actually and we will never play king domino again i'm just joking <laughs> well you know and if it, if we went to down to sit down and play it i'm gonna pick queen domino over oh king domino for sure every day and there's some rules that you can actually combine the king domino queen domino i kind of want to try that and just have like this massive gameplay yes. anyway it's neither here or there but we'll have to do that we will have to do that so you probably if you've played king domino or if you haven't uh basically this game in King and Queen Domino, the idea is that these these domino pieces, they're cardboards, so and they're not like real dominoes, but they're they're cardboard, they're kind of big, so they consist of two squares, and all the squares are could be one of five different territories. I think there's like forest and pasture and mines and so on and so forth. And so the idea here is you're building a kingdom around your castle, and to do that, there's placement rules, right? One of the squares have to match another square you're placing adjacent and so on and so forth but really the ultimate goal is you're building a five by five uh five by five grid or size around around your castle and your kingdom you're then scoring points at the end by counting up the amount of territories are in the area multiplied by how many crowns are printed on the various pieces you count you add those up and that's basically how you score each of the sections throughout your kingdom and whoever's the most victory points wins the game it's pretty easy there's a little there's a little drafting if you will that um, when new dominoes come out, you go, there's values on the back of them. You arrange them from smallest to highest, where the highest ones are going to be the best value ones. However, if you place your king on there, then you're going to go last in turn order. So every round, the turn order is going from lowest to highest. So if you got dibs on it, and then they place the domino, and then there's another line up for next round, and then you get to draft which one you want for next turn. And so you just keep doing that until all the dominoes gone. Pretty simple. I mean, the rule book for King Domino is a page, I think, oh, if really? that. So Queen Domino is basically that, but it adds a few more actions. There's a board in the middle with buildings, these little square 
tiles, if you will, that overlay. They add new dominoes in the game. So there's a whole new territory, like a building, empty buildings or building territory that allow you to build those buildings from the middle on. There's these knights that allow you to place knights when you put your domino on there. And that's how you get money because you need the money to buy the buildings in the middle of the board. And then what else am I missing? That's basically it, right? You got the knights and towers. Oh, yep, you got the knight, like I said, the knights, but then there's the towers, so you can attract the queen, and the queen gives you discounts for buying stuff, as well as the queen allows you to, the uh, queen gives you a bonus at the end of the game, so it gives an extra crown to one of your territories, and then there's a dragon, and I just realized we played it wrong, because if I have the queen, you're not supposed to be able to do the dragon action. What? This is brand new information. I still beat you by a lot. I so can't believe I you did that to me. Oh, brother. <laughs> I still but be- how many times did you... Th- I still okay. beat you by 60 plus Then points. we need to replay because the game would have gone totally different. Because there was a few times you burned things that when you had the queen <laughs> that I would have bought. Then I would have had a different outcome. <laughs> I am enraged. She's still bitter about it. <laughs> I'm not... Well, what? Now is the time where you drop that piece of knowledge that we played wrong? It just hit me when I was thinking about how the rules of gameplays. Oh, my word. It would not have changed it that Yes, it would have. Even if you got the one more crown for your 12 more points, I still would have beat you by 50 instead of 60. Shut it down right now. <laughs> Either way, um, that's all that Queen Domino adds is those buildings essentially, to the game. But it makes it way better. It does. It really does change the game a lot. The What I really kind of like about it is those buildings give you bonus victory points in the game, as well as they give you end-of-game scoring. And so they give you some end-of-game scoring that make that the some of the frustrations from King Domino go away. So some of the, the buildings will give you v- extra victory points per territory of a certain type so and most of the time when you're playing king domino you're trying to get these big territories that all connect together because you want that multiplier for points however with the buildings they can reward you for having multiple territories of one of them and so in the case of emily i think when you're playing you had what four five or six of the pasture for example so you got 12 points from one building just because you had a bunch of like pasture right. sitting around because you didn't really care to group them together but i don't necessarily think that i obviously took the right maybe i did it too much sure i mean I you still... let me you let me get some uh, you let me get like 60 points in just forced alone but it's neither here here or there but it does add some extra strategy to the game which i really enjoy and like and i really want to play the combined game where even with the two-player game what are kingdom seven by seven yeah. Which is kind of big. Mm-hmm. And I think if you combine it in King Domino, it'd be like a 14 or 15 by 15. That would be nice. That'd be crazy. Uh, oh, But anyway, overall, really liked it. What were your thoughts on Queen Domino? Other than losing by 60 points? I don't think we need to share that with the world. Well, it's in there. I said it a couple times. <laughs> I know. And I get to edit the podcast. <laughs> I really liked it. It kind of... For me, combined King Domino with a little bit of Carcassonne feeling, which Carcassonne's one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So I'm not actually a huge fan of King Domino. I've never really, it's not one of my favorite games. I don't really get excited about playing it, but this I could be excited about playing. 
Interesting. Because it adds that new element of building cities. Oh, man. She went in all the other cities, too. <laughs> I liked There that. was like 20 in the game total. <laughs> she had 12 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to play this game four players to see yeah. how that turns out with a little more of the competition. But definitely a solid game. If if I was to pick, like, if you're a hobby gamer and you're, you're looking to get into this, I would say Queen Domino is definitely the way to do it. But... If you want to kind of cut your teeth into it, I think King Domino is the way to go right now. I think they even have that combo box. It comes with the expansion with the tower, the the tile domino tower thing, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. The dispenser, and it, it's still a solid game with the even with the expansion for the base game or base game with King Domino, um, decent game. But yeah, Queen Domino, I, absolutely, I'd play this time that game. Nine times out of ten over King Domino for sure. Definitely a game. Once we get back into work, I'll bring it in. It's a perfect lunch day game. Yeah. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. <laughs> Jeez, we think of it. Life's never going to be the same. It sometimes feels that way. <laughs> oh, boy. Negative Nancy over here. Let's oh, my get, goodness. Need to get her to bed. All right. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on uh, Queen Domino, Emily? No. We're going to play again with the right rules. Okay. I'd rather play that in Fort. Okay. So <laughs> that'll about do it for this week. Uh, anything you wanted to hit on before we take off him? <laughs> I think we've said enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a- any games uh, you're looking forward to playing in the next week or two? I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I feel like we're kind of on a roll playing new games. Yeah, well. Getting stuff off the shelf. and Yeah, there's quite a few on there. There's definitely some I was eyeing that we got from Half Price Bookstore that I picked up that they're kind of around the two-hour mark where it needs a little more prep time than just pulling off the shelf right. and trying to learn it ad hoc. So there's a couple games I'm going to have to prepare for and to pull it off and yeah. read the rules and set up. But there's, there's several that are really highly rated games that we own that we haven't played but kind of need that prep time. So I'm looking forward to trying to get some of those. I'm really in the mood to play some longer games, more like around the two-hour mark. We haven't done that in a while. and I mean, two's just close to it. three, so then we could play a three-hour game. Two to three to four. I'm thinking War of the Ring, <laughs> Star Wars Rebellion. Yes. Got to get those in for the year. Yeah, we need, we need to get a babysitter or something. <laughs> What are you guys doing? Stay at home playing War of the Ring? That's how we roll. Date night. All right. Well, we do appreciate you listening. Hope you guys had a wonderful week and got some games played in. Hopefully one of these games sounded interesting. I think there's something for everybody, I think, from one of those four (laughs) games. Um, Maybe Fort, not for everybody. No, I'm kidding. It's not that bad of a game. If you enjoy a solid themed game, this is your this is the game for you with zero substance and that uh, is so not true (laughs) sometimes you want to play a game and not have to think too hard and just have fun that doesn't sound fun to me all right so we do appreciate you listening to the games we play she has her hand in her forehead i think she's uh had it up with me i think we all need to get out of this house (laughs) (laughs) i am so over it all right. Well, thank you for listening. This is this was episode 75 of the games we play. Tune in next time. We have episode 76. Chris and I will come back and talk about some games that we played. But until next from the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. 
You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.